It's not who you are that holds you back. It's who you think you are not. Stick with me for today's episode where we dive into chapter nine of my book, Rat Race Reboot, and we're talking about self-image. So you're going to want to stick around. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to Rat Race Reboot. I'm your host, Laura Noel. And as a certified coach and former 27-year military leader, each week I provide bite-sized mindset pivots that will help you reset your mind, reawaken your spirit, and regain your control. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Rat Race Reboot. And if you've been following along with me, I have been going week by week, chapter by chapter, through my book, Rat Race Reboot. And if you want to get your free copy of chapter one, all you have to do is go to ratracereboot.com and you'll see the subscribe section on the right-hand side of the page. Just fill out that information. You'll get a chapter and also the link. So you can purchase your uh, copy of Rat Race Reboot, either the soft cover or the Kindle version, and you can follow along with me. But this chapter is all about self-image. And in fact, the title of the chapter is Know Who the Real Problem Is. And if you're looking at this podcast episode, the title is, Is It Me? (laughs) And more often than not, the answer is yes. Um, How we see the world around us, how we see opportunities, how we see challenges, how we see obstacles and other people around us, and the meaning we make from things that happen in our lives that all comes from within, from us. And I love the beginning of this chapter. I'm just going to read this little excerpt here is you can dream big goals and take steps toward those goals, but you're never going to achieve what you want. If you are the one holding you back, you end up self-sabotaging the very things you want most in the world because you aren't changing what's happening inside of yourself. And that's what I want to talk about today. And I'm just giving you a snippet of what is in the book. So you're definitely going to want to grab your copy so you can dive more deeply into this. But, you know, there's a power within us and that power within us, the way we see the world around us, the way we see ourselves in the context of our goals, our relationships, in the context of navigating our goals and getting toward what we want to create in our lives, that relationship we have within ourselves can be a sneaky self-saboteur. And I talk in the book about um, imposter syndrome, and gosh knows that I suffered from that for many years. Um, And I want to show you how insidious and sneaky our beliefs about ourselves can creep up in the moment. And we often, if we're not paying attention, we can let those inner thoughts drive our actions and the steps that we take and then ultimately influence our results. So I'm going to share a story with you. And it was when I was in a small group of uh, people being coached through a process and we were asked to step out of our comfort zone. And um, I think it was back in the day I needed to write a love poem spontaneously in my head and approach 12 people 
asked them for their permission for me to come up with a love poem for them and then recite it and then um, have them sign off that I actually did it. Okay. So I, in my mind was thinking, oh my God, how embarrassing. I'm an introvert. This isn't like me. I would never do something like this. And what I found myself doing was I was coming up with clever ways of completing the task. Okay. Maybe I could get a group of 12 people and just knock it out and just kind of make it a fun thing and do it. Um, Maybe I could find some people who are really good at approaching strangers and they could be, you know, they're not shy, they're extroverts and I could leverage their talents and, and do it, you know, help me do it. So they could get the attention of the people and then we could laugh and have fun. And that way the attention is kind of deflected from me. And then I could recite my poem and maybe even enroll that person in the, in this thing with me and we'll do it. And so I found myself kind of making excuses for me not being able to just really step up to the plate and take that action and step out of my comfort zone. I was coming up with all of these ways that I could avoid doing the thing. I was trying to find the gray area. And, you know, sometimes you might say, um, you know, oh, you were finding clever ways of doing this. You were finding clever ways of, you know, leveraging the talents of other people or making it fun in different ways. But really, I know at the heart of things, what I was doing was not looking for clever ways to make this more fun and make this more exciting. I was looking for clever ways to avoid doing the thing. And and, and it was automatic. Like my brain automatically went into survival mode, coming up with different ways that I could avoid doing this because that's how I was wired. I would never put myself in a position like that where I would go up to strangers, potentially get rejected, make a fool out of myself. Uh, what it, that's what I thought in my mind. And I was <clears throat> coming up with ways to avoid doing that. Um, the other thing that came up for me when I was, you know, going in autopilot and coming up with ways of avoiding this. Um, I did take steps forward to do it. So I approached a couple in the mall. I, that's where I went. I went to the mall to do this. And um, I asked them if I could make up this spontaneous love poem. <clears throat> and they said yes. And so I had fun. And then I went into a store where I normally shop and I asked somebody if I could do this. And they said no. They shut me down in a heartbeat. And here's another thing, you know, sneaky self-sabotage. This person rejected me. And honestly, it had nothing to do with me. And I made it about me. And that's, you know, in, in my internal belief system of the I'm not good enough started to show up or I'm a burden. Oh, I'm bothering somebody. Those beliefs that were deeply embedded in me, they're still there. But the beautiful thing is because I've been working on myself for many years. And because I'm aware of what some of these limiting beliefs are, I was able to stop them from really taking hold and taking root in my heart and my soul. Because the old me would have allowed that that rejection to stop me in my tracks. And for a few minutes, it did hurt my feelings. And I kind of had to lick my wounds. And then I came around 
and I, I finished. I actually didn't finish that day. Um, I think I did one more and then I kind of, I let, I let that rejection sit with me for a while. So the next day I had an appointment at the, the VA and when I was checking in, it was when we were wearing masks and getting our temperature checked and all that stuff. I, um, I did a, an impromptu poem for the people checking me in, in the hospital, just to show appreciation. I started to make it about giving instead of making it about me. Uh, I was so inward focused on how I would be perceived and how this isn't like me. And I was allowing my internal belief system to stop me and prevent me from really shining my light toward other people. I went to my appointments and um, when I got there, there were a couple people in the waiting room. There are a couple people checking me in at the little window and um, I told them what I was doing. And so I gave them a little cheesy poem, but I didn't care. I just had fun doing it. And then the people in the rate the waiting room loved it too. And they got joy. This was around the holidays actually when I was doing this. So it became fun and showing my light and stepping into giving and not really caring about the perceptions of other people. I was really doing my best, stepping out of my comfort zone. And as a result, everybody benefited from that. But how often do we say we want to do something, to be someone, to have something, and yet when we go to take a step forward in that direction, it's like consciously we believe we can do the thing. We believe we're worthy of that, that thing, but there's a disconnect because we're not in alignment. Consciously, we believe we can do it, but in our hearts, in our soul, in the fiber of our being, in our paradigms, there's something that is not in alignment that it's almost like we have like internal guards halting any forward progress we want to make um, often without our knowledge or our conscious consent. So when you start to become aware of what these limiting beliefs are within yourself, you can change them. You can override the programming in your subconscious mind. And that is what chapter nine of Rat Race Reboot is all about. It's really how do you navigate that? How do you overcome it? How do you become aware of what some of your inner beliefs are. So I encourage you to go to Rat Race Reboot and grab your free copy of chapter one, see if it aligns with you, and then go ahead to Amazon and get your full copy. But I want to leave you with a few questions to ask yourself. So here are some questions you can ask yourself today to get a sense of where you fall regarding your self-image. Um, take some time to think about these questions and write some of them down. So maybe you'll come back to this episode and, and take note of them. But what do you think about yourself? What do you think about yourself? How do you feel about yourself? Do you have a positive image of yourself or is there room for improvement? Is your self-image empowering? And I'll just give you one more because there's quite a few in here. What is the inner dialogue you have with and about yourself most often. And so if you could find some quiet time to reflect on these questions and write out the answers, you'll find a little bit of insight on what your relationship is to yourself, with yourself. And, and then we can take steps then. Once you become aware, 
you can choose to override those old beliefs that might be keeping you in your comfort zone. So I hope this has been helpful for you today. I'm really excited to share this information with everyone I come in contact with. And um, I hope this has been useful for you. But definitely, if you have questions, I want to hear your comments. Go to ratracereboot.com. Whatever platform you listen to your podcast on, leave us a review, leave us your comments. I do read them. You can always reach out to me with any questions you might have, but grab your copy of Rat Race Reboot. And remember, everything is created twice, first in your mind and then in physical form. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates. 